everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with an episode about um, expectations versus reality. We're going to be talking about things we see depicted in Hollywood and then compare them to how they won't work out in real life. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. Okay, so yesterday, Friday, June 11th, was the start of Ontario's reopening plan. So Maggie, in all of her YOLO nature, messaged me at nine in the morning being like, hey, do you want to go to patio? It's so nice outside. And we did. We went to the patio. It was great. It was amazing. Everything was great. Um, except for Maggie's food choice, which took a while, where she kept flip-flopping between mac and cheese, turkey burger, fish tacos, and a poutine. Um, I would just like to correct this story. My first point is, I said, wow, it's so nice outside. I wish we were doing a patio. And you said, same. And then I said, oh, should we go? Uh, I don't think it was more like, hey, YOLO, we should just go. Like, hey, are you free? 9 a.m. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, my second point is I was flip-flopping between tacos and fried chicken and mac and cheese. But then I saw the California turkey burger and I was like, sold. But then I saw someone else had tacos and I was like, FOMO, I want those tacos. Okay. okay, to reiterate on your first point, just uh, you ba- that's basically an invite. Like, that is like as close as an invite that like we'll get. Other than you saying, like, hey, let's go to a patio, it was pretty much like, whoa, like, do you want to go to a patio? Like, of course, I'm going to say yes. I have nothing else to do. <laughs> and I love patios. This is a fair point. <laughs> what about you? What's your update this week? Um, my update is. I don't know. I kind of want to talk about like the patios again that are opening. Okay. So I have a lot of returns to do. Right. So I was like, oh shit, the mall's reopening. This is great. Turns out mall is not reopening. <laughs> That's my bad. I was getting ready. Um, now I have to mail in all my orders. I mean, all my returns. There's a lot. Um, yeah. I'll have to sort through. I feel like I have a weird like online shopping problem where I keep buying things and then I return them. But I guess that's financially responsible of me. But also, like, what what thrill is this? This is a waste of my time. Do you end up at least keeping a little bit of what you buy? Maybe like one in every five orders I end up keeping. How big is an order? I don't know. Sometimes I just order, like, small things. And then I go back. I'm like, wait a minute. I want this, too. Oh, uh, okay. That's, okay. Um, I guess it's, like, financially responsible, but not necessarily, like, environmentally responsible because, like, Yes, this is a good point. Places like Zara, they don't put clothes back on shelves or and they don't like restock them. They at times just throw them out because it takes more money to restock them or like um back like to quality check them than it is to just into the garbage. Ooh. Why do I keep shopping there? I'm problematic, not me. Yeah. I mean Good for you for realizing that you might have a problem, though. That's where the that's where intervention starts. The road to recovery. I would love to have a picture of your pile of returns if you are willing to supply one. <laughs> I think I've Snapchatted it to you before. Yeah, but like it's been a while. I don't know if I've kept it, but yeah, I'm sure another pile will come up in the next two weeks. Okay, but. Yeah, before this, Maggie was organizing her clothes for a return. And I thought she spent the last hour and a half doing that. No, to clarify, I went to eat. Yes. And also to, I forget what else I was doing. I think I was listening to some music. I was like looking around at stuff. Oh, another update. Lord's music is out. I don't like it. So I remember you mentioning that there was new music coming out and then I was like, oh, new music and I need to listen to it. And then I forgot about it. And then I was on Reddit last night and I saw like a Tumblr post that was reposted on Reddit that was like, uh, new Lord, new Lord, new Lord. And then the comment below it was like, this is applicable now and in like the like the medieval times. <laughs> funny. Yeah. So I will go listen to that and I will tell you my opinion on it. But why don't you like it? Um too happy she usually puts out like like angsty music i mean okay no i'm really glad that she's happy but it's like 
like hippie weird music that I just don't vibe with. I think like Lord's old music is very comparable to like Billie Eilish's old music. Yeah, maybe I'm just like stuck in that phase. Yeah, you're just sad and depressed, and you're like, I can only listen to music that is also <laughs> sad and depressing. Misery loves company, okay? <laughs> um, no, I think it's good that wow, Lord's old music was Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Um, it was great. Anyways, what is your beef or crush of the week? So I have two beefs this week, both centered around clothing. Number one, super quick, Aritzia has a clientele sale every single year around this time. And apparently June 10th is the day that it started for uh, most people, but I have not received the invitation to shop the sale. I have received one every single year. Um, hey, at Aritzia, what's up? Where's my like clientele invitation? We were out at a patio yesterday and our server, as we were leaving, brought up the fact that she's been buying a lot of clothes from Aritzia and she got her clientele email. And I can't help to say that I do resent her a little bit. The stranger that I've never talked to before got in before I did. What is this prestigious club? How much money do I have to spend to get into it? What the heck? Retweet. I also felt resentment yesterday towards that waiter or waitress. Um, I wish that I was part of the clientele sale. But realistically, their clientele sale sucks anyways. Let's be real here. It's like, what, $5 off an item? Yeah, but then it's $5 less than I will spend. I mean, I really, I have not like really bought anything from Aritzia this past year. So like, I don't blame them. I probably maybe spent like $150 this year versus like an average year of like four hundred dollars maybe that's why it's the fomo i think that's what it is yeah it definitely is 100 percent um my second thing is that i don't know what is up with gymshark leggings but they give me massive camel toe in general all seamless leggings like they don't have like a front seam on them um give me camel toe i don't know what it is with see like with the seam at the front also camel toe there's nothing out there that seems to not give me camel toe like literally i've heard like so many people on the internet be like oh these like leggings will not give you camel toe they don't, there's no seam at the front perfect chef's kiss i try them massive camel toe and i'm unhappy what is wrong with <laughs> What is wrong with my body? I mean, nothing's wrong with it, but come on. I've returned almost every single pair of Gymshark leggings that I've gotten. The sizing is also very inconsistent for some reason. I was telling Maggie this earlier, but I got two pairs of mediums and two pairs of larges because last time I got larges, there were just too much fabric around the hips and around the ankles. So I was like, mm, I need to size down if I want to try it again. So I did for a specific type of legging. One pair was way too tight, like couldn't almost not get onto my body so tight. The other medium was just right. Same style of legging, just in a different color. The two larges, again, were too big. So I do not know what size I am. I don't know if this is a quality assurance thing. I don't know how all the other influencers seem to get perfect leggings that fit them perfectly without any camel toe, but I am angry. I feel like they, maybe because they're sponsored by Gymshark, like they maybe don't wear those leggings like casually. They probably just wear them for the pick and like get some like paper clips or I forget what that word is the the tacky things to put things together keep things in place and then take a picture in it and then take it off but they actually like i've seen them like wear them to the gym and like i've seen people film workouts in them where there's like a 360 degree view of their body i just want to support you okay i don't i don't know what you want from me <laughs> i appreciate it i'm sorry for your loss um at least you can return them though yeah i know that's that's the bright thing they have a um, like out of all the like influencer brands, like I think they have an amazing return policy. They don't charge you back. They don't charge you for shipping. They also have a student discount thing available on their website. So like go them for that. I have returned almost every single order I have bought from Not them. Um, so what leggings would you say are the best? <sighs> okay. So this is contentious, but, um, I think my all-time favorite have to be the Lululemon Aligns. And I know a lot of people say they pill. And I know like a lot of people like 
say that they don't stay up. I think the pocket aligns have a thicker waist and those stay up a lot better than the original. And I think the new fabric that they now use pills a lot less than their old fabric. Like I've had this pair that I work out in and they have yet to pill. And it's been like two, three months wearing them constantly, maybe like four times a week to work out and walk in them. No pilling. Um, if you if they do pill, I get a depiller from Conair. They're like $12 at Walmart. Amazing investment. And then I think the second one, they don't make these anymore, but it's the Alpha Lee R6 Revival Leggings. It's their Revival Leggings with a thicker material that is like more knitted and like not see-through whatsoever. They give a, like both of these leggings still give a little bit of camel toe, but it's such that it's not as bad as the other ones. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. My response is going to be the Costco leggings when they have Adidas in. Ooh, great leggings for such a steal. Are they see-through? No. Oh, cool. They're like the three-stripe one that I usually wear. Uh, the Slavic ones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that I look Slavic in them, but I think they're really comfy and really great. And I can like wear them casually, wear them to the gym. Great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because the le- Align leggings are like $92 now. Yeah. yeah, I bought a pair of the Align um, shorts because you kept... Oh, because I saw them on you. And I was like, ooh, pockets. But now I think I'm going to return them. Oh, you didn't like them? No, I like them. But like, my mom was like, oh, it looks like you need to size down one more. And I was like, no, I can't. Then it's going to show everything. It's going to show my stomach and everything. It got it. doesn't really work like that. You're going to see your stomach equally in a size up and a size down. I don't well, I'm wearing them anyways because Roots now has um, bike shorts and I have a gift card there. Okay. Okay. That is but fair. No pockets. No pocket. Yeah. I I can't like I have vowed to like never buy non-pocketed short leggings again. I yeah. I don't like having to carry a purse everywhere or use my hands. It's ridiculous. Yeah. At companies give more pockets on everything. Yeah, remember my idea where I was like, oh, let's just stick like phone wallets on all our pants. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, uh, so they're going to fall down now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mom wore these pair of pants to Costco and she was just holding her phone and the keys. And I'm like, you have pockets, just put them in the pocket. And she's like, I can't. My phone is too heavy and I, my pants are too loose and they're going to fall down. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, long-winded a beef. What is your beef or crush of the week? I don't have any crushes this week. Um, I was thinking about like work crushes though. I think we were on the topic of it. Yeah, I was talking to my friend about work crushes. And I was kind of like, oh, have you ever had any work crushes? And he was like, no, not really. I mean, I found a couple of people cute. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm trying to figure out if I had a work crush. And I think I do. Yeah, my work crushes always tend to be older men like in their 40s um kind of balding a little bit um they have kids they're really responsible great funny guys not so i mean okay some of them are pretty good looking i think but i think that's who i tend to have like work crushes on anyways i was just reflecting on that i have no other beef or crush I don't think I've ever really had one. I mean, there was like people I found attractive and I'm like, oh, this person is attractive, but not such that I've been like, oh, I have a crush on them. I don't think it's a good idea to actually like have hardcore crushes on people at work, like to date your coworkers or something. I think that's a bad idea. Don't mix personal life and like career, you know? Yeah. Don't shit where you work. Yes. (laughs) But also, like, I thought a lot of people, like, if you have to go to the bathroom, like, you can't help it, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't, that's not, that's not what, that's not what I mean. <laughs> My brother was like, every time I give you an analogy, you take it way too literally, and I don't know how else to explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Anyways, let's move on to our topic. Um, so, again, we're going to be talking about expectation versus reality. Um, we kind of got this idea one from our last episode that we kind of forgot about until we were editing it. Um, But basically we see a lot of things in Hollywood that are kind of romanticized that are like, Oh, this is what ideal romance looks like. This is what happens all the time. 
Um, and we see Hollywood always kind of reuse these um, common storylines or common um, character tropes. And we're going to talk about how they work or they don't work and why we should cancel Hollywood in general. Okay. So Wanda, have you ever done something because you saw it in a movie or a TV show? So I think like <laughs> starting off with something lighthearted and funny, you know how like there's always the picture perfect Thanksgiving dinner type of thing where there's like a turkey, mashed potatoes and everything yeah. like bread, all that stuff laid out on the table. Like I thought that's what Thanksgiving should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it's what Thanksgiving should be. And I have this warped like uh, perception of what Thanksgiving is. Um, so now I have to, I feel like if when I grow older and I, if I own like my own house, I have to do that. Mm. I get that though. I also kind of have this weird side of me that wants that nuclear family. That's like mm-hmm. picture perfect. That's what I want. But I'm like, realistically, there's no such thing as picture perfect family. Yeah. hundred percent. And then the other thing is like testing, uh, men, like doing <laughs> things, <laughs> not like, <laughs> <laughs> like in the sense of like um like giving them a quiz and being like you have 10 minutes to write down everything you know about me but more so of like um oh what would they do in this situation like wh- how would they respond like just you know go like giving them tests and stuff to evaluate what type of person they actually are and they do that a lot in like shows and movies wait like like a literal test or like you ask them like hey what would you do in this situation like that Oh, wait, I do that a lot. Yeah, and I that's a movie thing. It's like a It they, is. I'm pretty sure it is. Like they test people, like the women are always like, "Oh, you should ask him how he would respond if like the house burned down or something." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god, that's where I get it from. That's actually kind of funny. Also magazines. That's really funny. What else? Do you have anything? They never talk about like um you know, like when you, oh, you always seem to have friends like always available or something. That's another thing. And they always seem to have like so many friends around. And I feel like it's not that easy to make friends in real life. Like I'm trying to, sex in the city, for an example. Mm. Like how often is it, do four friends really get together to meet up like so often? Like realistically, we can barely meet up like all the time, like just me and you. Our schedules are so conflicting. Oh, and um, always looking like picture perfect i think that's another thing too tv shows or movie i always like oh wow i would love to have that aesthetic i would also always love to look so beautiful and everything all the time yeah the whole like waking up with makeup in the morning like Mm. i never questioned it i was just like yeah it doesn't like everyone wake up like that and then as i got older i was like wait a second there's eyeliner on her eyes (laughs) she's wearing lipstick I don't know, not thinking about it. Like I'm sure subconsciously a lot of things I do I do because I've seen it in a TV show or movie. Yeah. I mean a lot of our jokes come from the last show that we watched and a lot of our personality or a bit of our personality gets like affected and adopts like a persona of the show. So like I think there's definitely things that we subconsciously do. Love it. Until we watch like a horror show, then I won't love it. <laughs> oh, the you know the whole Project X or Project Z or whatever that is, like the house party, like the giant house oh, party okay. thing. Well, like I never did that. I always had the expectation of like that's what parties are supposed to be. Like. Oh, that's a great example, actually. Oh, and another thing too to add on, like high school parties. Mm. Like, like did anyone really think about the logistics of it in real life like who realistically has so many house parties at their weekend every week what kind of high school do you go to um one where you have a lot of rich parents who neglect their children and are never home this is fair yeah i've never really been to like that kind of a wild party but i think i'm kind of afraid to yeah i think it'd be fun we did want to go to yeah. one of those insane parties i mean i am of legal age i could just go to the club mm-hmm but <laughs> it's true house parties become a lot less like fun i guess and like a lot less people want to throw house parties when you reach our age yeah this is true because they're like hey guys i literally just bought this house please do not fuck it up yeah oh all my life savings on this the whole like bachelor bachelorette party thing i feel like i have a warped perception of what that is like the whole like strippers thing like is that real do you want a stripper for your bachelorette party uh no 
I don't feel comfortable with a man waving his naked body on me. Yeah, when you think about it, this is a complete stranger. And this person is naked, grinding on you. And then you're expected to give them money. Like, just throw monies in their underwear or in their mouth or something. And it's like, I don't know you. Why are you taking my money? Yeah. This is robbery. This is like sex robbery. I am too cheap to be giving dollar bills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think like a lot of wild nights that's always you always see that in tv shows and movies yeah i mean i'm sure i have like wild nights but like on the caliber of tv shows and movies but to the point i guess that's what makes it entertaining I yeah have no interest in and i think like everything in movies is like or tv shows are taken up a level like all stereotypes and everything are played up a level just at least such such that it really comes through mm-hmm. in like a in like that context versus like visual like being like hmm like visual clues to try to figure out what like what they're trying to get at one of the biggest things that we want to talk about was how rom-coms have ruined us mm-hmm. they have set unrealistic expectations for romance in real life um and we see things that are not that sound cool in theory but then you really think about it and it's like wait a second this sounds horrible um first example that I thought of was when your eyes meet across a crowded room and you're like oh my god this person is the one realistically has this ever happened to you Wanda uh no because if I ever make eye contact with anyone I look away and if I still look at if they still if I look back and they're still staring at me I'm like okay what do you want from me (laughs) creep there was this guy in high school um and he like dated um my friend Nikki and he was he sent her this thing it was like if a guy stares at you for 8.2 seconds that's how you know he really likes you and we thought that was the funniest thing we ever heard in our life like who's timing this for 8.2 seconds what happens if it's 8.3 is it does that become stalker is, is he staring at you for a little too long it's like oh shit it's 8.1 seconds gotta look away before she thinks i like her like who timed this have you seen that thing where it's like if you know someone's staring at you if you look at a clock and then you look back at them and they're staring at the clock too <laughs> like what if they're just looking at the time <laughs> in general settings i don't like it when people come up to me anyways yeah i don't like we i think we talked about this in the friendship thing where it's like we don't want people to come up to us in a coffee shop yeah i think that's kind of weird yeah um even like like guys hitting on you in public like at clubs or something back Mm -hmm. in the day like did you like that no but also part of like yes because you know going back to the whole insecurity letting it's true i do sometimes it's like oh this is so flattering yeah but then i'm also like "Mm." creepy yeah but it's it's (laughs) it's both It's, it's creepy if they're not good looking yeah which kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, in that movie, The Sweetest Thing, that's what I was thinking about. I've it's never like seen Cameron it. Diaz. Oh, anyways. So the premise, it's like Cameron Diaz, Christina Applegate, Selma Blair. It's like three best friends. You know, like back in the day, they had like the the blonde, the brunette, and like the black haired girl. Like three best friends. Ah, uh, Charlie's oh. Angels. Yeah, yeah. That's like Hollywood's <laughs> thing, like back in the early 2000s. But basically, it's like three best friends. They go out clubbing one day, and then Cameron Diaz's character... She sees this guy across from a crowded room. They dance. They have a great conversation. And then that's the end of it. And then she becomes like randomly super obsessed with him. She finds out his name, finds out that he's, she thinks he's getting engaged. And she's like, wait, I think he's the love of my life. And they do like a cross country trip to go to this wedding to stop the wedding. um, And basically like, yeah, they end up stopping the wedding and then they end up dating. Sorry to spoil the movie. But yeah, that was like an insane rom-com like yeah it was it was a funny movie but it's like what the hell you literally met him for like an hour and like you're obsessed with him what is this imagine if they broke up like (laughs) they dated for like a month and they're like "Eh, we're not really for each other but think about it if like one of them if cameron diaz's character was like super ugly oh wait this happened in that sandra bullock movie which one you know she's obsessed about this guy named steve it's sandra bullock and bradley cooper Sandra Bradley Cooper's character is a reporter. Sandra Bullock is a crazy person who wears red boots. And she's obsessed with him and follows him every time. There's like a, his news truck goes there. Oh, he's a camera guy, not a reporter. But she like, follows him obsessively. 
Um, and he's like, they kind of hook up. And then he's like, oh, I don't, she's kind of like too weird. Like she's too quirky for me. She's like attractive still. She's still Sandra Bullock. And then in the end, like he likes her, but then she's oh, like, it's called All About Steve. There we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The picture of her is she's holding, she looks kind of crazy. Yeah, she's a little bit crazy. Okay. And what happens in the end? In the end, he asks her out and she's like, no, thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see. Yeah, she finds out he's like not that great of a guy. And she was like, why am I obsessing over him? I'm great. And then she, I think she likes someone else, but I'm not positive. Aw, growth. Yeah. But yeah, these these weird things of you you meet this person and you become like super obsessed with them. I don't know if I've ever been through that. I I, a lot of people have. Uh, there's like so I think I fall into that trope because I so my mo is I get super obsessed with things and then I lose all interest. So anything like video games, food, songs, I will play it, eat it, uh, listen to it to death. And then I never want to touch it again. It's dead to me. Oh, <laughs> is Jordan's time coming up? <laughs> I sure hope not. But like that's that's like so kind of like a same thing like applied to like guys. It's like obsession. Absolutely want to find like everything about them. Like lurk them on Facebook, anything back in the um, day. And then you remember this. Yes, this is the early stages of dating. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, like they're so great. Talk about them all the time. And then slowly lose interest and then nothing and i never want to talk to them again and then i try to avoid them at all costs <laughs> well i guess this is like kind of realistic then and hollywood kind of nailed down that part but or is it because of what i see in movies that i'm like yeah this is the way to go what, <laughs> what came first the chicken or the egg this is this got real meta mm-hmm. um Another trope we see, guy does something heroic yet stupid to get the girl's attention. And you brought up this example of The Notebook. Amazing movie. (laughs) (laughs) Super problematic movie. Um, You don't really think about it because it's supposed to be this this deep romantic movie about like Rachel McAdams and uh, what's his name? Ryan. Gosling, thank you. There's so many going through my head, except for that one. But they're both very attractive. Tons of chemistry, tension, everything. So great movie overall. But in the beginning, when he is like he sees her and he's like, "I'm going to go on a date with her." So when they're at the carnival, he does something so stupid. He goes onto the Ferris wheel and basically threatens to kill himself if she does not go on on a date with him. Um, what? How on a date, by the way, (laughs) yeah, it was someone else, right? Um, because like, firstly, this is so stupid, secondly, you could say yes and then just be like, okay, this man is crazy, and then walk away. Yeah, you know, what would be really funny though, it's like, so the poor guy that Ryan Gosling did this to now, think of the next guy who does this to Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling goes on a date with her. And then let's say Ryan Reynolds comes in and was like, I'm going to hang on this Ferris wheel now. That is <laughs> honestly point, something that Ryan Reynolds would do. <laughs> yeah, at this point, is it like, is it the girl? Does she attract crazy people? Why are all these crazy Ryans doing this to the poor girl? And I guess like further on into the, re- it's like just really putting in the foundation for crazy. And really, you really know that he's crazy when he has written her a letter every single day. For like a whole year, I think, and no response. Still continues on, which like in the movie when you're like in the when you're like in the movie you're like oh this is so romantic this is so great and everything but it's creepy. <laughs> like what if you just like really didn't like him anymore? And like, I tried to ghost you and like you didn't pick up the hints. Yeah, like very stalkery. And I think that's kind of why like a lot of guys like don't pick up the hints like girls will like ghost them or like they'll I think they'll be very clear that they don't want it but the guy is like oh from it's another like rom-com trope we see but it's like the guy is like oh I gotta be like really obsessive gotta show her that I'm super dedicated I'm all about her and like now I'm gonna wear her down until she says yes and they think that's gonna translate to real life 
but in reality i don't know yeah you're like if she says no it's very unlikely that you're gonna wear her down until she says yes yes to a restraining order no to you and like realistically do you want a girl you have to wear down don't you want the girl who wants you too that is a hundred percent fair and like on the similar path of that is the whole like oh she's not taken until she is married in like like in um oh um what's that saying uh just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score ew that's terrible yeah. I, don't, I, I don't like that. Um, but there's a lot of movies out there who have that trope. There's like, there's the one movie on Netflix where he's like in love with her, his best friend, but then um, he, she's marrying someone else. And so he goes, that too. Oh, there's another one? <laughs> there's another one. This is more recent. 2018, I think. Two, yeah, 2018. Um, it's with the guy from Pitch Perfect and the man, Manny from, um, modern family i do not know this movie okay so basically he finds this like uh photo booth that takes him back into time back in time kissing booth no um (laughs) no oh oh i know what you're talking about oh shit okay no i know what you're talking about now yeah but so he goes into this kissing he goes he goes into this like photography booth that transports him back in time and then he realizes that he's stuck on this day over and over again as long as he keeps on going into this booth um it is his plan to try to get her his best friend to fall in love with him but no matter what he does she always ends up falling back in love with the other guy but it's like and then he's like gets very hopeless about it he gets very angry and like everything but then like something else happens i'm not gonna spoil it but that's the whole thing that's the whole premise right like she's not taken until she's she has a ring on her finger she's married and everything you still have a chance as long as like she doesn't go through with the wedding it's called when we first met yes it was killing me good movie good good, light-hearted movie yeah um which you really shouldn't do that in real life you shouldn't like but i feel like it's the same thing for like i'm sure yeah guys are obsessed too but like at everyone like you shouldn't like try to wear someone down like if it's meant to be it will happen but mm-hmm. if she says no if the guy says no respect that you know consent is hot yeah and like you never know like maybe it's just not the right time and sometime in the future is the right time yeah. And you did not burn that bridge. Yeah, exactly. Don't keep pressuring them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Um, another one that was kind of funny, I was just like lurking around on BuzzFeed. Um, it was when people are arguing, when a couple is arguing in a movie, the guy kisses the girl to shut her up. I would... Uh, well, you can't talk through it, but like, I would be like, okay, what the hell was that? Are you trying to shut me up? And then be angrier because you try to shut me up. Yes, this is true. <laughs> I, like, I'm mad at you. There's, I'm talking to you about this. You're not listening to me. Yeah, you're clearly not respecting what my wishes are. You clearly don't want to listen to what I have to say, which really makes me question like, like your, I guess, uh, desire to stay in this relationship. Is it all just about sex to you? Yeah. Well, about kissing? Do you not? Do you not want to have a conversation to work this through? We're never gonna stay together forever. This yeah. Is a, this is a short term. Um, I'm trying to think of what movie that happens. I feel like the Notebook that's happened. Probably, I can see it. Mm. Are we surprised? No. Still <laughs> a great movie. Love it. Um, public declarations of love. This one, I. Yeah, I think it's so embarrassing for everyone involved. And we see this a lot, too. So an example of this is stopping a plane for a girl. Think how embarrassing that is. And also, you should be on, like, a national do-not-fly list at this point. <laughs> how do you even, like, get through security fast enough? Do you know how long security takes? <laughs> I think like, now they do jokes about that where, like, okay, I need to buy, like, the cheapest ticket possible. I just need to get in. <laughs> yeah. But, like, before, they never even touched on that at all. It's like, how did you get in? Like, how did you get past security? Like, how did you make it here? Ah, I know. Because 
you're a white man. Yeah. So you can jump through and security is like, all good, man. We saw your skin color. You're good. <laughs> but please don't do that. Uh, firstly, it's imp- this is like public proposals. Um, if you don't talk about it beforehand, it is very, very embarrassing. Because what if the other person says no? Yeah. Or doesn't uh, feel the same way. And there's always like a crowd watching too. And it's like, I feel like it puts pressure on the girl also to like react. Mm-hmm. Especially if she wants to say yes. Like she has to cry a little bit. She has to be like, oh my God, how could I have seen this coming? Or maybe it's like a stage thing where like you both talk about, it, but the girl was like, you know what's my king? Like public proposals. <laughs> Do it. Honestly, that is the only time where I can see a public proposal being a good idea. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, you know that movie, The Proposal, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock. Love it. I love that movie. But he also proposed to her at a workplace where she just got fired. Yeah, where she was the boss and she was feared. How many people are going to fear her now that he says, like, all those cheesy things to, about yeah. her? It's horrible. Now it's like, fuck, I'm, ne- I'm ruined now. I can yeah. never get back in the industry. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, he's rich. His family's rich. Where do you think all that money's going to go after his parents die? He's an only child. Nice. But bad. Don't, like, not not a thing in real life. Not possible in real life, even. Puts weird pressure on the other person. Um, Not as romantic as it may seem. But I do like it in movies. Do we? I think it's funny. Like stopping a wedding for someone. I think that's Bad. another declaration of love. Everyone stops a wedding for some reason. Do you know how much planning, time, and money goes into that? I prefer the friends one where Ross says Rachel instead. So up his own wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's fine with me. I'm okay with that. But if <laughs> Rachel went to went to the wedding, see. Mm, I really like that part of Friends where Rachel did not go to the wedding because she was like taking care of something. Oh, taking care of Phoebe. Phoebe was pregnant. Oh, you're right. Uh-huh. Go her for firstly being there for her friend. And mm-hmm. then secondly, like just not going to the wedding because she's like, oh, it's probably going to be hard. But then Ross messing it up. So do you remember in How I Met Your Mother, like Ted technically kind of stopped Victoria's wedding. And, like, the whole time throughout the relationship, she kept making jokes like, oh, um, my dad keeps joking that you have to pay him back for the wedding now that you kind of stopped it. And it's like, yeah, that's very valid. That's totally true. He did, like, kind of ruin your wedding. I mean, he didn't. It's like, it takes two to tango. Yeah. But, like, you know, I see where the dad is coming from. Yeah. And I like that joke. I also. I think it's the whole, like, the circumstances of my, no, what is it? The out the outcome the the consequences of my actions that's yes. the word i'm looking for <laughs> didn't they, realize it. and then they end up breaking up and it's like <laughs> stop this wedding that's but realistically, sorry there was, realistically if there was like a guy if you were still like iffy about it and you're still like there's another guy out there then it's like maybe you shouldn't continue with the wedding anyways so that's okay yeah but still like maybe re- maybe try to work it out before the wedding and don't take it till the wedding to be like oh no i am in love with this person yeah weddings are super expensive and you're inviting so many people like you really want to be like the gossip of the family drama for the next like five years it's my worst nightmare yeah honestly yeah all in all so what do we give public declarations of love a no a zero zero out of ten <laughs> Zero out of ten. But why do people keep doing promposals then? Like public promposals? Because it's a whole popularity thing. Like this is just a high school thing where it's like whoever has like the biggest and best like promposal can like lord it over everyone else. And it's a popular it's definitely like a popularity attention thing. Like it's I think it matters a lot less in high school, honestly. Like it it's different. There was one that I particularly liked but it was it was like I was 20 years old so like I I wasn't in high school at the time but I was taking a walk through the park and it was late at night downtown and then there were like a bunch of candles on the ground and then people jumped out and they're like will you go to oh and they're like uh hey can you like quickly move out of the way like this the girl is coming and the girl was like right behind me so anyways he had candles on the ground in the shape of a heart and his friends had a poster that said will you go to prom with me and I guess they did not see me coming (laughs) 
<laughs> That's so funny. You just got promposed to at 20 years old. I'm too old. I can't. This is legal. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, when we were in like grade 12, uh, flash mobs were super, super big. Um, so there was a lot of promposals, not at our school, but other schools that were just flash mobs. Um, there was one in the fashion show that I really liked, but I think it worked out because like they were dating. Mm. Now they're married. I didn't have a prom date, so that's for the best. I don't think you need a prom date for prom. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, it's nice to have because of Hollywood and media and everything. But I did hmm. not have any less of a good time. Um, I did not have any pictures that I needed to take with anyone. <laughs> And I did not need to correlate uh, or match outfits with anyone. Nice. Because that's what I care about. And now you want to do a prom thing for your birthday. I think it'd be fun. Okay, so backstory. Um, <laughs> so I have a lot of like dresses that are more of like a semi-formal special occasion dress that I don't get to wear out a lot because, again, we've been stuck in quarantine for the last year and a half. And I think it'd be a great idea to have like a soiree kind of thing where everyone wears those dresses and like outfits that they can't wear on a regular on a regular day when we're just hanging out. Um, Maggie shot down my idea because in her words, why are we dressing up to eat Pringles? I said what I said. I I know you just don't want me to be happy, okay? (laughs) I want the world for you. I want all sorts of happiness to you, but I don't want to be involved in this happiness. (laughs) Wow, that's so mean. (laughs) That's like a a good breakup speech, though. I'm I'm for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna break up with everyone now. Um, yeah, I I just don't want to wear like fancy dresses. Therefore, fancy occasions, and I don't even like wearing fancy things. But that's the thing. You never get to, like, when was the last time you wore your prom dress? Um, to prom. Exactly. Wouldn't it be nice if you could wear it again? You spent a lot oh. of money on it. Uh, we kind of talked about this already. Um, I'm going to skip through it, though. So, meet cutes. I feel like meet cutes can happen in real life. I would like them to happen. And I keep plotting towards getting them to happen for, like, other people and stuff. It'd be like, ah, oh, such a cute meet cute. I think they're kind of unrealistic, though. Like, I thought I would always have a meet cute in university. This did not happen. Because Can we have a definition of a meet cute first? Oh, yeah, yeah. So a meet cute in the rom-com world is like when you're doing something, the other person is also doing something. So like running errands or something in a grocery store. And then you accidentally bump into each other. And then your eyes lock and you're like, whoa, this person's so attractive. Whoa, I'm in love. Whoa, now we are married. So it's like a love at first sight thing as well. Yeah, but it's like a cute situation brought them together. Like bumping into each other. Grocery shopping. <laughs> Another one, um, Mindy Kaling, like the Mindy Project. First episode, she's in an elevator. Elevator breaks down. She drops her things. They pick it up together. Meet cute. Which, who's the guy again? Bill Hader. Oh. <laughs> Didn't you I want do. that to happen? Do I want that to happen? No, 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 no. Excuse me. Didn't she want that to happen? Like, she was, like, a girl who watched rom-coms, like, all of her life. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh, it did not work out with him. It, it did not. So, meet kids aren't always great. Because I think it's more of, like, you're too upset. Like, you don't really get to know them. You're just, like, into their looks. Yeah. I mean, I think Jordan and I kind of had one. Um, meet cute. Sort of. Uh, I guess it's like so what I remember the story which is the correct version of the story is that like so we went to university for five years together we talked like here and there starting from like third year but like nothing like specific but then one day both of us were going upstairs to this lab that we like I guess both wanted to work in but there was a lab test going on in the room right before it and it, it it's a connecting door so you can't get through one without going through the other um and then i was like oh shoot and then jordan came up behind me and he's like hey do you want to go down to like the atrium which is like this open area within this building and i was like oh sure person that i've rarely talked to and think of more of an acquaintance um so we went downstairs found a table at the atrium uh worked for two hours i guess like together just talking about like really basic stuff like light chitter chatter type of like small talk that's what it is 
Mm-hmm. And then we like went to the same class because we had the same class. And then from there, we just kept talking. I don't oh. know if that's a meet cute though. That's kind of meet cute. That's really cute, actually. I yeah. like that. He, Jordan won't admit that like it was him who invited me down. He was like, "Why would I talk to you if I barely like really knew you? Why would I invite you down?" And I'm like, "But you did." And that's what it was so like specific and like what stood out from the story. He has no recollection of this? He has a different recollection of what happened. Well, because he can't be here to defend himself, we're going to assume that yours is the true story. <laughs> I've talked about this before. I know, like, I am, I have no doubt in my mind. This is not one of those, like, memory plays tricks on you, whatnot. Like, I have 100% remembered this moment very clearly in my head. I feel like girls have better memory than guys. Though, yeah. So. I think you're good. You know that, like, so I always say an elephant never forgets. And then there's the Childish Gambino song. It's from the song Freaks and Geeks, if anyone wants to look it up. <laughs> that's a pretty cute meet cute. I, I really like that. I guess that's as close as to a real life meet cute you can get. Yeah, without um, it being toxic and marrying a month later. Yeah. I think, like, another thing, too, with rom-coms is that, like, you tend to just really like a person for their looks like right away you don't really get to know them you don't have that open communication you don't get to know their personality and then it and you're like ah why it's all falling downhill and it becomes like a whole movie of like spiraling and everything and it's like if you really got to know them first maybe that would have been better and i think it's funny because um the thing that it also kind of like centers around a lot of rom-coms is miscommunication or like not talking to each other like a lot of like movies and tv shows for example modern family like we mentioned last week would uh not have an episode or a plot or a premise or a problem if they were just direct and talk to each other so then i think like in real when this gets reflected to real life a lot of people are afraid to communicate with each other and that becomes like the downfall for a lot of the like a relationship because it's like if you were just to talk to each other instead of like overthinking this or um, like playing scenarios in your mind or whatever, like it's, you would have solved the problem way faster. Yeah. So in general, what do we give meet cutes? They're realistic, unrealistic? I think an eight out of 10. Yes. Okay. I agree with that. I would really want a meet cute to happen. I mean, I used to really want a meet cute to happen to me. I was like, oh my God, it's just going to be it. Sometimes I feel like I'd force it a little bit, but like, then I'm like, hmm, not, not meant to be. Like, you know, like when you kind of bump into someone and you like keep talking to them, like, oh, this person's cute. Let's keep talking. But I'm like, you know what? This is a lot of work. I don't, I don't really want to exchange phone numbers. I hate the, um, like the chitter chatter. Like I hate the small talk that leads up to the, like the more substantial conversations, you know, like mm. I would never talk to anyone in an elevator because I'm too scared to be trapped into a conversation with somebody if the like elevator fails or like if they yeah. it's a long ride up. Yeah. I had a one meet cute thing. I think I was at a club though. And then I accidentally sat on this guy's hand and then like we were just talking and then I went outside and then the guy followed me. He was like, Hey, like you're really fun to talk to Like, can I get your number? And I was like, and I saw him in the light and I was like, Oh, he's not that cute. And then I just was like, Oh, um, and then like thank God Sally was there and she was like, Oh, we we gotta go and she just like pulled me in. She was like, he's he wasn't cute, don't worry. I'm like, we'll keep going. <laughs> That's so funny. That's like the <laughs> time when we went to Vegas and we were waiting in line and there was that uh I guess group of friends that were in front of us, but they needed like an ex- like two extra girls or something because there were too many guys or whatever. And basically the more group girls you have in your group, the more like I guess discount like you got a discount for the guys in your group essentially but it had to be like it had to balance out so um they're like hey can you pretend to be a part of our group and everything and I was like yeah sure like if you like buy us a shot when we're in there um which like they did and then like I feel like the person was like really like they were really hitting on us and it was like, okay. And Maggie was like, okay, time to we have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay. And then we just left and never saw them again. I I vaguely remember those guys. I remember like they shook our hands for like way too long. Like when? Like at the door or like Yeah, like just when they were meeting us. Like they were the, the one guy like shook my hand for like way too long. And I was like, this is 
you would not pass an interview <laughs> i can't like i can't remember what they look like but i remember one of them had like brown black hair and one of them was blonde and that's it yes and i also remember in that group they had what we thought was a sugar daddy situation <laughs> and like both the girl and the guy were super no the guy was way more drunk but we were and he she was like stroking his hair like putting his hair behind his ear and everything touching him affectionately and we asked the guys like hey like is that her boyfriend they're like, no no that's her dad and we we're like oh like daddy situation and they're like no no no, her legit dad and we were like what the fuck what kind of alabama nonsense is this who takes her dad clubbing with their friends and he got very aggressive too like he was not like a good drunk like he was like he got picked out yeah like he they didn't let it like i don't think they even let him into the club and then she was like oh no like i should stay with him blah 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 and then she's like oh but i want to go with my friends and everything and they also told us the story of like she came to vegas to meet her estranged father which was him and they've slowly been patching up the relationship but he's also been getting drunk with them occasionally like as they've been going out and he's been going out with them and we were so like shook about what like this conversation it is like I honestly keep forgetting this story but I should bring it up more often because it is the one of the weirdest things that has ever happened to us it like mind fucked me for a little bit I was like this is no I didn't remember the estranged dad part so I'm I'm glad you remembered that part I was like who's like this with their dad this is disturbing um and uh I think when also we were in that club too, we saw a lot of like older men, younger women relationships, which is not that common where we're from and like in Canada. So it was kind of weird to see in Vegas, like it all play out. I guess it's like, it makes sense to be in Vegas, right? Yeah. When in Vegas. Yeah. Like you get to go like lavish, extravagant. Like why would you not take your daughter slash sugar baby slash hopefully you're not related i like maybe they were just messing with us and maybe it was just like it was her like like they weren't related and they were just like messing with us it hurts to see other people living your dream JK, he JK. was not even rich i think that was the other thing i was like oh so does he have money and they're like no he doesn't <laughs> that's so funny oh what a, what a fun trip yeah oh uh, Wow, that was a really good trip. We got great trip. So many stories. It was like so short, but we had so many weird things happen. Yeah, we were only there for three days, and barely the third day we left like at seven a.m. in the morning, as we mentioned in the past. Weird, weird trip. Pretty good, good trip. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Another thing too. Uh, guys being obsessed over you, wanting to do everything for you, know everything about you. Uh, I know we kind of talked about this already from the girl's point of view, but we see this in the guy's point of view too, like 500 Days of Summer. That is movie it, is great, I think. Is that what it's about? Well, okay. So the guy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he sees Zoe Deschanel's character. They have a kind of meet cue in the printer room where he's like listening to music and she's like, oh, I love that song. And he was like, oh my God, she knows the Smiths. And then he becomes super obsessed with her and she's clearly like i am not looking for a relationship by the way like i don't think i'm ready for one but he still like tries to force it and he really wants to like get to know her and wears her down until like she ends up dating him and then she breaks up with him and he like hates her forever she's like she's such a villain like i fucking hate her like she ruined my life and then people are like yo dude chill out like she already told you like she wasn't looking for a relationship and oh and then he got mad that she was getting engaged Anyway. I I thought this movie was that he had manufactured a whole relationship with her in his head, and then it turns out that it wasn't real. I thought that's what the movie was about. No, that's that'd be really scary. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, so in the beginning, they meet in the elevator. He's like, oh my god, like she likes the like Smiths or whatever. And then you go and you see them live like this happy life where they get together and everything. And then like in the end, it's a back of it's a shot of him back in the elevator and they like go off into their separate oh. ways and they never talk no that's not what happened although there is a french movie that's similar to this <laughs> oh interesting i should direct movies that, yeah that'd be cool um and i think that kind of carried over to like what i expected in like a significant other like the guy would be like super into me like would want to know like everything about me would like genuinely just like 
yeah almost like stalk me in a way and I was like oh yeah this is like how I know like the guy's like super into me like this is like he'll he'll have like the character traits from 500 days of summer which is terrible but also you looking for a stalker (laughs) I joke about that but I don't actually want a stalker I I want my space yeah I think it's like that I think I don't know if it's supposed to be good but I think that I do kind of fall into a little bit where it's like I want them to know things about me like what my favorite color is and when my birthday is and what is my favorite food kind of thing or like what is my favorite flower I don't have a favorite food what's your favorite color uh probably black but like if you call that a shade then I have no favorite color (laughs) um well now I know (laughs) so it's like just like uh, like where do I want to go on vacation kind of thing and like all those like just like tidbits about me and like yeah. I think that's my expectation of what like they should know about me and sometimes I test them on these things just so they remember them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here we are playing into the rom-com tropes yeah 100% and I like I don't think it matters if they don't know what color is my mm. favorite or what my favorite song is at the moment like it doesn't it's so insignificant in the scheme of things it's hard though because like i I get it it's insignificant but i also do want them to know all the little things about me that's where i'm like oh my god that's how they care that's so romantic but i'm like i honestly do not know the little things about them so i don't know how i can expect them to know the little things about me i do know the little things about them and i it's because i don't forget certain things like i can bring up a memory of like when they told me this thing so that's why I think I want like it to be returned I guess like I want both of us to feel the same way and be equally Mm -hmm. obsessed yeah I don't want to be the more obsessed one I know how this is going to end poorly (laughs) (laughs) yeah so what do we give that one so kind of realistic I mean I think because that came first I think that's why we get that and maybe it's unhealthy but to a certain degree I don't think it's that unhealthy so maybe I give it I give it a six out of ten I was thinking six out of ten too because it's like yes it can teether on to stalkerishness and um, obsession is bad and there's a lot of movies about obsession where they end up like killing them or stalking them or whatever but I think like being able to know things about each other and like small things and be able to anticipate each other's needs that's a ten out of ten yeah nice so six out of ten nice um okay last one guy best friend and girl best friend i hate this i hate this trope so much i hate it so so much because (laughs) it completely ruins the fact that men and women can be friends without any kind of attraction to each other like i think it's so for example crabby in high school everyone thought that he was dating one of us or like specifically uh you're like nikki mm-hmm. so um but like he wasn't he was just our very good friend and then but like no one would be like no one would really believe it they'd be like oh mm-hmm. he's like wheeling somebody which was like the thing in high school and then same thing kind of happened was like so i was close friends with a matt in university and like when i first started talking to jordan he was like oh like are you and matt together and i'm like no we're just really good friends like we literally roast each other 24 7 and bicker like 24 7 and you think that we are into each other like no sir please like two people can just be friends two of the opposite gender can just be friends with each other there doesn't have to be attraction there has been many times where no i do not want to date prabby don't think you want to date prabby either we're just very good friends with each other and that's that like like you would never question if we were lovers like no one would ask us if we were going to get together it's great people's agenda yeah and i think that's the thing because it's like what if one of us was a lesbian what if both of us were a lesbian and but no one would ever question if we were ever going to get together but i think if we publicly came out as lesbians and we were always together people would question and be like oh so you guys are together right because you're both lesbians let's try and find out (laughs) it's kind of like dan and phil like how they both come out and now everyone just keeps assuming that they're together Okay, yeah, I will take that. Yeah, I also hate this one because I feel like it's ruined a, a few of my friendships like in elementary school or middle school. Like 
if you were talking to a boy or something, then be like, oh, you like this person, right? And it's like, oh, no, I don't. And then I'm going to stop hanging around with them. Then I'm going to be kind of mean to them. And I'm like, oh, that was like kind of mean of me. Why would I do that? Just because of what people thought. Um, and there was this guy, I think, who was friends with our friends. Because me and Byron were at the time like pretty close. Like we were in the same program and everything. Like we would study together, commute together. Um, and we also bicker a lot. And people would always be like, oh, so Maggie and Byron are together. I was like, no, please do not say this to me. And they keep tagging us and stuff. And then I would get really mad and then block them. And then from there, like, I wouldn't like, I don't, I think maybe subconsciously, like it affected our friendship in a way where I was like, oh, I'm going to like, not like spend as much time. Like, oh, okay. I won't sleep over at your house or something. Yeah. It sucks because it's like, you do want to kind of pull away a little bit to not give people the impression that you are together, even though you are not together. And then you also can't, I think it's harder for me to be nicer, like nice to guys, especially ones who are like, maybe like, like average or like more attractive than average, because then people are like, oh, you're flirting with him. I'm like, no, I am being a nice, cordial person. I am not flirting with them. That's, uh, yeah. So in, I guess, like university and high school, people would always be like, oh, you're such a flirt. Like anytime you talk to a guy, you're flirting with them. I'm like, no, I am being nice to them. And it's like, why can't I just talk to them like I would talk to my friends? Like, why is everyone think like, why would everyone think that it was like a flirt? And, like, I got that a lot. Like, people would always be like, oh, like, the way you talk to guys is very flirty. Like, you're a very flirty person. I'm like, what? No. Actually, this has happened a couple times in high school, too. Like, people have told me, like, oh, like, you're flirting with this guy. Oh, there was, like, some drama. It was like, oh, Maggie, like, you keep talking to your friend's ex. Like, are you flirting with him? Like, it's, I think you are, like, based off your conversation. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to flirt. Like you, you've talked to me, you've seen how awkward and sarcastic I am. Like I would not know how to flirt if I tried. Maybe if I really, really tried, actually, I'm, I'm sure I could be good. I'm, I could be good at a lot of things if I really, really put my head to it. But anyways, I wasn't, I'm not good at flirting. I'm not good at, at things. I'm very awkward with it. So yeah. And I see your point. Like it's, it's very weird. I think it's like, it doesn't help that people like perpetuate or people put you in this like weird bubble. But it's like, oh, girl, boy, aha, you must be dating. Yeah, it also kind of like ruins potential like friendships in that way where it's like, oh, like, well, I'm only going to have female friends then because like, you're if everyone's going to assume that like I'm dating every single guy I'm talking to, it's like, okay. There was this weird situation with my friend or former friend. He sent me this video and he was like, the video was like, can girls and guys be friends? And all the guys said no in the video. Girls, like, at any given point, they would date their friend. And the girls would always say, yes, guys and girls can be friends. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Why did you send this to me? But I was like, didn't question it. But now I'm thinking, like, oh, was he trying to be more than a friend? And I just ignored the video. <laughs> um, we should do a poll of our friends. Can guys and girls be friends? Yeah. Well, it would be kind of weird if... If our guy friend said no. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Which one? We're <laughs> in relationships. Yeah. But I don't know. Just like, what are their thoughts on it? Right? Like, mm. maybe it's rooted in sexism. So what do you give this trope? Zero out of ten. I agree. I'm so, I'm so mad at it. Like, yes, I understand that, like, it's good to have, like, a significant other who's also your best friend. But at the same time, like, this trope has basically ruined any possible cross-gender friendships that one person or anyone can have. And we're shamed for it. So, do you think this impacted how you approach dating or how you viewed the opposite sex? Oh, yeah, 100%. So many unrealistic expectations of what a relationship should be. Um, and being coming back to reality was rough i yeah. still want everything a rom-com promised me i want someone <laughs> to hang off in a ferris wheel for me <laughs> yeah i think it's. i always think like it's going to be so passionate like so fiery and everything when really i'm like i actually don't think i could be with a person who wanted that kind of like like fire all the time because it's like hey man i don't know what mood you're going to be in today i just want to chill and watch a movie yeah like, I, I can't take it and it's like, 
rom-coms don't talk about that part where it's like hey you want someone you want to come to at the end of the day not someone you want to like go have sex with and go like travel helicopter with who's going to hang off a ferris wheel for you it's going to be like i'm going to kill myself you don't date me right now (laughs) definitely do think they're harmful to relationships to dating and everything but i think like they they're not always wrong like they're kind of onto something you know like they they're inspired by what really happens and then they just kind of exaggerate it yeah and i think that's like what i was talking about earlier where like in movies movies and tv shows you have to like play it up a little bit like you take the stereotype and you have to play it up more so that like people really understand it our question of the week what is a trope that we didn't include that we you think that we should have what is a trope that you think is more damaging than it is good and should be exiled out of all rom-coms in the near future yeah let us know in the comments or send us a zoom link so far no one has been sending us zoom links thanks for tuning in for another episode stay tuned for part two where we talk about character tropes in movies and tv shows as always please like us and follow us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and go follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And stay tuned for part two next Thursday. Bye. Bye.